What's up, ladies and gentlemen of YouTube? Boogie2988 coming at you live once again through the power of the internet. And you're listening to the official episode two of the Big Stack Podcast, where we talk about video games and other stuff, and mostly video games. We try to talk mostly about video games. I'm joined once again with my good friend Jacob. How are you doing this week, Jacob? I'm doing pretty good. Did you play any How video? are you? Did you play any video games? I've been playing a lot of video games. What have you been playing? I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Ooh. Did not think I was going to like that game very much. Mm-hmm. Turns out, it's okay. It's a fine game. <laughs> Turns out I don't like that game very much. Uh, now, say that's a slightly different story than the story you had last night, because you're like, I am not enjoying this game. So did something happen between last night and today? So I played another five hours this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the controls are still unmanageably terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found some missions that were kind of fun, and then I hunted for several hours, and that was a blast. And I gave my guy a cool mustache, and I beat a guy up to take his hat. Right. All right. I'm into that, that last So, like, some good stuff happened. Right. And that's the thing. Can you beat a guy up to take his mustache? That's the thing. If you don't know, I wish. wish. That would be so cool. I wish. Um, I, here's the thing. If you don't like the Rockstar formula, if you don't like the GTA formula since we, that we've seen since GTA 4, really... Some people would say GTA 3, but I think GTA 3 was much more freeform. But GTA 4 especially really reined it in. GTA 5 especially reined it in. And then Red Dead Redemption 2 really reins it in. Um, Yeah. But if you don't like, hey, get a quest, ride a horse for five minutes, go to the thing, do the quest, ride a horse for five more minutes, you're not going to enjoy the story part of that game. But it sounds like you're enjoying the open world aspect. Yeah. They uh, let me name my horse Hey Jude. Yeah. So it's probably a pretty good video game. Every right. every horse I've made so far named Bojack because obviously I love that show. Bojack Horseman, watch it on Netflix. Not a sponsor. Hey Ellis, how you been this week? I've been doing pretty good, man. Well, you play any video games? Yeah, uh, I've been continuing to play Slay the Spire. It uh, came into release and they added mod content or mod uh, availability. You can mod that game now, yes. and uh, people are making some cool stuff for it. So yeah, I've been playing that, and I've been playing a lot of Super Smash. I learned that Palutina. I've been playing a lot of Smash as well, doing the Spirit Collection. Uh, something really embarrassing happened to me last night. If you guys are not aware of this, you can buy me outfits and also songs and also spirits through a store that's under the vault page. And I did not know that this entire time I had this game. So Jake was making fun of me last night because I had like 200,000 gold. <laughs> and I'm like, why is gold even in this game? What am I even supposed to do with it? Oh, that's what you're supposed to do with it. So you go to yeah, the, you buy stuff with it. You go buy to the stuff. Page. I'm down to like twenty five thousand. Um, I'm down to like twenty five thousand uh, gold now, finally, because I bought. Oh, good to see stuff. that impulse control is holding up. Well, yeah. I had two hundred thousand. I spent all of it one night. It's better than gambling, baby. It's better than gambling. I don't know if I told you guys this. We went to um, a casino when I was up in Jersey, Atlantic City. All right. Okay. And How I, was it? I spent five hundred dollars on nothing. Yeah, okay. Uh, so you went okay. to a casino. Yeah, it was yeah. miserable. Now, here's the thing. I played some blackjack for a while, and I had a coach helping me play blackjack. That was Nuggets, Jesse. And oh. uh, he's walking me through the process. And he's like, here's where you want to bet a lot of money. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because you can split here. So go ahead and split. And then once I was able to split, he's like, you should double down on this one. And I'm like, I don't understand why. Because, because this is your chance to walk away with like a grand if you go ahead and put the hundred down. So you really should. 
And I'm like, I don't. He's like, open your wallet and put the money down. And I'm like, okay. And then the next thing I know, she scooped up all my chips in front of me because I don't know what the fuck happened. I still don't know. If I'd filmed it, I couldn't watch it again and tell you what happened. But I you lost. You right. do that. So I, I, I'd gotten $500 in cash and I made the intention, I'm going to spend the only $500 I'll ever spend in the casino. And if I come up, I come up. If I lose it, I'll have learned my lesson for $500. <laughs> That's a lesson. lesson, which is still a tremendous amount of money, no matter how you slice it. Even if you're a millionaire, you shouldn't be throwing away five hundred dollars. OK, a um, hundred of that went to Swift because I owed him for editing my uh, video where he uh, where I interviewed kid behind the camera. So really, four hundred is what I lost. But okay. uh, and Swift was up all night. He made like three hundred dollars playing blackjack. Wow. Here's where it got crazy, though. We went to. Early on, we played a Zuma slot machine like Zuma, the game. And it mm-hmm. had interactive elements, and it played like Zuma, kind of. And, oh, my God, it got the endorphins going, man. I was like, oh, my God, this is so fun. And, like, I won. I like I put in, like, 40 bucks, but I came up, like, 300 at some point. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is – I'm making money playing Zuma. And then he's like – and Jesse's like, it's so much easier to win money playing blackjack. Nope. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it turns out. Uh, and so we – uh, we ended up in the high rollers slots room. Wow. Where you could bet as much as a hundred dollars per spin of the wheel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we're walking by these machines and Swift looks at one of the machines and he says, Boogie, play this one. And I'm like, that's $50 a pool. And he goes, I have a good feeling. So I sat down and I had like a ticket that had like a hundred dollars left on it. So I slid it in and I pulled it once and I lost 50 and I pulled it again and I lost 50 and I'm like, dude, your feeling was wrong. You're wrong. I'm walking away. Mm-hmm. And I was out of cash. I didn't have anything left. So it didn't matter. Like, unless I went to an ADM. Okay. Um, so Swift sat down at it, put 50 bucks in one, $1,200. Boom. Like that. He- he did have if, the feeling. If I pulled that thing one more time. So. No, no, the, that's not how that works. Right. So the works. machine. Don't teach people that that's how that works. The machine next to it was $100 a pop. He scooted over a seat and proceeded to lose $1,200. Because it's not how that works. And I'm like, why? Why, Swift? And he goes, because I came in with just 100 bucks in my pocket. It's okay if I leave with just 300 because he still had like 300 on a different ticket or whatever. And he's like, I, it's okay if I walk out. I'm still up. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's just fun. I'd rather, I'd rather take the chance at becoming a millionaire tonight than to walk out with $1,100 because I'll make that on YouTube in the next couple of months. It'll be okay. And I'm like, man, I can't argue with that. He's the man's got balls. So Swift UAV, if you're listening to this, you got balls, brother. You got balls. I can still argue with that. The point that I'm making is never gamble because it's so not worth it. It's so <laughs> yeah, just stupid. Don't. It's just it's bad. It's, it's just definitely bad. not worth finding out if you're the kind of person that becomes addicted to it. Well, that's the thing. I was becoming addicted to it. That Zuma machine was so much fun. It was like 3D, but you didn't have to wear glasses. And like, I was, I was like, oh my God, this is one of the most fun things I've ever done. Now people are going to walk through a casino and they're going to see the Zuma machine. They're going to play it because I told them how much fun it was. But no. like, right. But like when I, when I hit big in blackjack, I was like, oh God, this is better than sex. This is better than cheeseburgers. And I'm like, and I, can, 3D. I can never go to another casino. It's such a bad idea. Uh, every casino I've ever been to has been depressing. Hey, everybody speak- there looks very sad. Speaking of which, uh, my name is Rice Gum, and I want to introduce gambling to children. Did you guys hear about the, <laughs> my favorite YouTube controversy of the week? Oof. 
Ooh, yeah. So there's yeah. a there's a website Oof, called a like Mystery Box or something like that. Please don't visit it. No. Um. Hey, someone's phone's vibrating. By the way, people complained about that last time. So pull that off your desk if it's your phone. By the way. Um. So anyway, we ended up. Uh, they ended up promoting this. Logan Paul, or was it Jake? I think it was Jake this time. Um, One of the Pauls. And uh, I I bid five thousand dollars on this website and I won like ten twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff. Bullshit. They're introducing gambling to kids, and that's a fight that we here in the video game field have been fighting for years. Because yeah. every video game I play right now has gambling in it, it feels like. Loot boxes and, and gotcha games and, and, and Call of Duty points. There's not really gambling there, but still. Ugh. Yeah, I, I'm so yes, glad to see the internet. I'm so glad to see the internet mad about introducing gambling to kids, but I wish they were mad about it in the video game sphere. H3, Felix, guys, play a video game sometime. Because <laughs> that's what they've become. It's so frustrating. But there's some good games out there yet, and that's what we want to talk about this episode. Hopefully. Hooray! Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the games we are looking forward to this year. A lot of good games coming out. It looks like a lot of hype games, but as usual, folks, even if we speak very highly of the game here today, I don't recommend pre-ordering ever. I recommend waiting till the reviews are out, and I recommend waiting until you see your favorite YouTuber, your favorite streamer, or multiple YouTubers or streamers review that game or play that game and get a first-hand impression before you touch that credit card. Um, A couple of shout-outs before we uh, do this. Number one, we are doing a giveaway on the YouTube channel, so if you're listening to this via other means, this uh, podcast is now on iTunes. It's also available on SoundCloud and soon to be everywhere else. If you're listening to it elsewhere, if you follow the YouTube channel, if you subscribe to it, we're doing a $50 gift card giveaway. We also have a Patreon. Uh, You'll find that at patreon.com slash thebigstackpodcast or bigstackpodcast. There'll be a link in the description box below here on YouTube. Um, if you find us on Patreon and you support us there, there's only 20 patrons currently. Um, someone there is going to win the entirety of our Patreon payout this month. So it's about 50 bucks. Someone's going to get a $50 gift card on Patreon for following us there as well. So uh, we just hit 10,000. Actually, we're closer to 14,000 subscribers right now on our YouTube channel. Ooh. Uh, and we can't thank you enough. So thank you guys for supporting us. So Jacob, start us off, man. Give us a game. What are you most excited about for 2019? I am cautiously excited about Anthem. I yeah. want yeah, to like cautious. that game. Okay. I want that game to be good. I don't trust that it will be. <laughs> the good news is if you dig deep, there is uh some Anthem gameplay that's floating around. Um yes. and okay. you can get a decent idea of what the game looks like now. I feel like the game is not getting promoted nearly enough. Uh and I don't really understand why, but maybe I'm just not coming across it. Maybe I they're mean, not targeting me with that that stuff. But it I, seems like so few people when is that game supposed to be out? Is it February? So- so that game's out February 22nd, and I'm seeing nothing about it, which is uh, making me super nervous. Even more nervous. EA may be doing it right this time. Like, maybe they know the game isn't perfect, so maybe they're not pushing it too much in the hopes that they won't get, like, a negative backlash. And then once it's well-received, if it is well-received, then they'll start pushing it. Maybe okay. that's maybe they're just not trying to shove it down our throats right now. Or maybe, and this seems like the more likely answer, I think everybody is so frustrated and so irritated with EA and their business practices that nobody wants to talk about it because we're maybe. too afraid. I think that uh, gameplay aside, that's not the part that makes me so uh, nervous about liking or being excited for anthem it's all of the 
monetization and battle passes and everything else that's going to be tacked onto it, loot boxes that EA has consistently just sort of stuffed into every one of their multiplayer games and, and it seems for the like past Anthem. five years or however long. And it seems like Anthem is right for that. Tell me some good yep. stuff about Anthem, Jake. What's got you excited about it? <laughs> I just want to be like a cool robot suit Iron Man guy flying around shooting at aliens. I just, it looks fun. And I, I like like looter shooter kind of games and um i want to like bioware's writing am i I, am i wrong when i say it looks like borderlands in space without the wackiness um is that a fair uh, comparison you think maybe or is it more of an rpg well borderlands in space without the wackiness describes a lot of games right i guess that's true sure that that might just be a little too reductive but I, i mean like it is a looter shooter right you you pick up gear and you pick up like changes to your abilities and stuff like that and you level up and there's different classes so is it like destiny a little bit i feel feel like probably the best way to describe what i have seen when it comes to gameplay and this is my opinion i know many people disagree with it but it feels like a spinoff of the mass effect um formula kind of you know like if you played mass effect 3 which i know people dislike obviously but it feels like it borrows a lot from uh you know mass effect 3 and then steadily heavily heavily improves on it um so i'm hoping that that's, but it, that's probably a very unfair comparison because I've only seen like 10 minutes of gameplay and that seems to be my entire exposure to it because why is yeah. there no exposure to it? Mm. Yeah, that, that's been my problem is I just haven't seen anything about it and it's out in a month and a half. Mm. So who knows? Ellis, give me a game you're excited about. What do you, what's got you popping? Uh, well, I'm excited for Doom Eternal, uh, which is yes. odd for me because I generally don't play a lot of shooty man games. Mm-hmm. Um, Doom Eternal looks awesome flavor wise and everything that i've seen about it the trailer that we saw at e3 uh i'm pretty excited for doom eternal and i'm hoping that with the developers and everybody who's attached it it doesn't seem like it is going to be stuffed full of all the monetization things that we love to hate did you did you play the last doom uh i watched several other people play the last doom i did not have a system that could play the last doom at the time Yep. So it I was is, unable to play the last two. It is available on Switch now, um, and yeah. I played through the Switch version. It's not as great as the PC version by a fair amount, but it's decent. Here's yeah. what I will say about uh, Doom. I, it was an adrenaline rush like no other, and uh, I mean, there was periods of time where like there's lulls in the in the, the orgasmic feeling of just murdering infinite number of demons. So eventually, like you have to figure out a small puzzle, or you have to figure out where to go, or you have to figure out this or that. Um, towards the end of the game, it just becomes just non-stop murdering to the point that you're fighting the bosses of the earlier levels 10 at a time, it feels like. It's just insane, the stuff you were doing. And when I, I played through that entire game on Twitch stream, by the end of it, I was like, I'm I'm burnt out. I, I've played this game so much. I've murdered so many demons in the last 10 minutes. I've killed as many demons in the last 10 minutes as I have killed in the first four hours of playing. And they just kept throwing it at you. And, and so I, the problem with the, my initial playthrough of Doom was it was very samey. Um, okay. It was just more they of and exhausting. more intense. And then eventually it got exhausting. I'm really excited to see what they do to improve on the formula. Since I know I will play that game and I might likely get a code from the company, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not too terribly like worried about watching any of the, the previews or anything like that. Does it look like they've improved on the formula? I hope so. Um, It's hard to tell from trailers for games like that because despite this one looking exciting and and stuff, the trailers usually look the same. It's Doom Guy running around killing demons looking awesome. Right. And Uh, it's hard to tell. 
It feels like the guys over at ID, uh, we met them at E3. We met a lot of the people uh, at ID. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was interesting because I know the promo for the tr- promo trailer for, uh, Doom Eternal did upset quite a few people because they put like a joke in there about, you know, upsetting the demons or something like that. I love that kind of sense of humor. I love that they were willing to I don't just like, that, but yeah, I believe a, you. it's a fun little controversy. There's just something in their E3 demo, like a minute and a half. I forget exactly what the joke was. But it was maybe like identifying as a demon or something. I don't know. But it was like one of those buzzwords that just got thrown in by some writer. Um, And I often feel like id does that purposely. I feel like they knew. Yeah, most companies do. Yeah, they're like, I I know we're going to make money off of upsetting these these journalists and stuff like that. It was interesting to see that tactic because they seem very brazen about it. Rockstar being the most brazen about it. Mm -hmm. Rockstar is just on record for saying, hey, one of the best ways to sell a video game is controversy. And yep. uh, they certainly did that with Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. uh, 2 as well. Like, such controversial stuff. Like, one of my favorite things you can do, um, have you run into, minor spoiler here, very minor spoiler, have you run into any of the um, clan meetings that you can run into? I haven't <laughs> yet. Uh, it is no. so much fun. Uh, there's a random encounter that you will occasionally find. I found it right outside of Strawberry, and it just, I've never laughed that hard at the video game. I just chucked a giant stick of dynamite into the middle of that clan meeting, and I didn't know how it was scripted to play out, and I won't spoil that for you, but watching them get dynamite was just one of the funniest things ever done. Like, this is good, but Rockstar knew that's going to go viral. Rockstar sure. knew people were going to take clips from that and share it, and I was so glad they did. Um, I think of uh, Doom for Switch, by the way, yeah. have you seen the possible leaks for the upcoming Switch roster? Oh, yeah. Minor spoiler. I guess it's a kind of a major spoiler. If you guys uh, play Super Smash Brothers, there's supposed to be three more characters announced for uh, Smash DLC. And you may want to skip mm-hmm. ahead a minute if you do not want to hear who the rumors currently are, but these are not confirmed. Right. Uh, currently, we have Doom Guy as one of the potential uh, people. Mm-hmm. We have Steve from Minecraft, though I would much rather have been like an Enderman, I think, than Steve, but that's fine. Um, and then who's the third? Uh, Edric from, I think, the original Dragon Quest, like the first one we ever got here in the States. Maybe not the first one that ever existed. Right. And then, of course, we got Joker and Piranha Plant as, mm-hmm. as characters. I would, I'm glad to get those three out-of-character games. Uh, those three out-of-game characters, really, out of Nintendo roster. I mean, that's amazing. Um, yep. I've heard rumors of Dante uh, from Devil May Cry, since they, obviously they're launching that. That would be an interesting one as well. But uh, So they're doing multiple seasons of DLC, right? Is that the plan? Like, there's this one, and then yes. this is pack number one, so maybe there'll be pack number two, maybe pack number three. I'm, I'm happy with pack number 20, folks. I will keep buying your crap, Nintendo. <laughs> Please keep selling it. As long as there's still a level and uh, additional music and a character... And if they add some more game modes, like where is where is the the long, what was it the one where you hit the the the, the sandbag, the long oh, distance yeah contest home run right? bad home, home run, run right home run. and like where yeah. is yeah a lot of stuff just feels like it's missing. I want you to add that stuff, please. Not that there's not a tremendous amount of stuff already there, but there's but a lot to do. Classic mm-hmm. mode could use some more stuff. And did they add the classic mode where you fight the entire roster? Because that would be insane to fight the entire roster now with one fighter. I, but that doesn't seem to be in the game. I guess it's I wouldn't be surprised to characters. see that stuff added later. Right, yeah. So keep keep producing, man. I, I will keep playing mm. the game, and I'll keep giving you money because it's so good. That's what yep. that's where I like it when they monetize a the game. If a game is that good, I'll monetize it, man. I, I don't care. Monetize, sure. I'll just give you my money. Uh, I guess the game I am most looking forward to 
I already played at E3. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, the big boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the big boys. <laughs> um, well, that's the thing. And a lot of people have mentioned this in our previous podcast episodes. I very much fall for the triple A super awesome games. Like, this is the one I'm super excited about. The one to build off of a franchise. Kingdom Hearts 3 is a game I've been waiting for for a decade, folks. Like, if you didn't beat Kingdom Hearts 2, um, it ends on a minor spoiler where they show, like, a bunch of swords, a bunch of, uh, of keys. And I, you know, I already have a few Keyblades behind me, so you know I'm a fan of that series. Getting to play it at E3 gave me some hope, but it also doused the hype a little bit. Because I didn't really like the summons, like, the, the fact that they're based off of Disneyland rides. Like, I don't want to teacup oh. my enemies to death. Right. I don't want to teacup my enemies. <laughs> that sounds like a, that sounds really dirty, though. <laughs> teacupping my enemies. Um... But but the rest of it was really solid. And I like I've seen some minor spoilers of the worlds we're going to. I kept hoping that we would go to Star Wars, but hopefully we'll still see some Star Wars characters in it. We might. You know. And I don't know. The way they the way they progressed, even though it was very disappointing because they ended up canceling some of the DLC for Final Fantasy Fifteen. Final Fantasy Fifteen yep. continued to get DLC as, you know, games mm-hmm. as a service too. Um and so it gave me reason to go back to Final Fantasy every once in a while. Um, maybe they'll do that with this one, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll yeah. get, maybe we'll get a star Wars level. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, um, okay. Off topic here. Are you guys familiar with a VR game called accounting <laughs> accounting plus? Uh, yeah, I vaguely yeah. remember hearing about that. I, yeah. I, I watched a Matt Pat game theory video about it. And, uh, this game is a VR game and it's made by Justin Rowland and the guys who made the Stanley parable got together to make. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember this. Right. And it's the biggest fuck you video game I've ever seen in my life. Cause there's like, there's a bunch of hidden levels in it. And in order to get to these hidden levels, sometimes you have to do stuff like knock on the same door 25 times while listening to repetitive dialogue each time. Or, or <laughs> like, like I just, it's so stupid. It's such a trolly trolly game. And so Matt Pat theorized that there was an actual zoo level, which is hinted at throughout the game that there might be a zoo level. And I won't tell you, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, whether there's a zoo level or not. You'll but, have to find that on your own. But they continue to update that game. They continue to add stuff. Wow. Which really? is weird, because it's like a $20 VR title. But they're like, every once in a while, like, let's let's get Justin back in here and record some dialogue for something mm. stupid. Just, weird. Just to troll people. It's interesting. That's great. Yeah. Jacob, give me another game you're looking forward to. It's got to be another one. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has a tepid 2019 <laughs> release date. I don't know yeah, how real that is, but uh, oh boy, am I excited for Woo! that game. I think it also had a 2099 release date. <laughs> that was, uh, That's what they told that me at E3. That's what they told me at E3. What's got you excited about it, Jacob? Uh, it's exactly my style. It's exactly the kind of video game I want to play. I love RPGs. I love science fiction. I love cool electronic music. I like leather jackets. It's got everything for me i love cd project red mm-hmm. that's true i love cd project red we got to meet those guys at e3 and i have I'm never so seen a developer as excited about the project they were working yeah. on in an effort for full disclosure i do have a lot of friends at cd project red and uh, we have talked quite frequently so whenever i talk about that game please keep in mind i do have a personal interest in making sure that their company and their games are successful that said um, The Witcher 3 is just one of the best games I've ever played. It's just absolutely incredible. It's so much content, I never even got to finish the damn thing. Um, And they, they kept adding really good content. Their business model has been exemplary. 
Um, yep. God of War maybe did it even better this last year, or at least as well as CD Projekt Red does, but I know that having spoken with them, they have plans to give you a tremendous amount of content for your $60 buy-in, along with uh, free little micro DLCs and free content and skins and stuff like that that they're just going to give you for free as the game progresses and they work on it. And then, of course, they will have genuinely good DLC if they have DLC. Um, but what we've seen of that game, ooh, and it's Ooh, sexy too. Delicious. And it's, it's like super sexy and super violent. And like when they did the E3 demo, they were like, uh, they showed you know, like your main character V like banging some dude, and like she gets out of bed naked, and like there's another girl in a tub naked, and they're like, hey guys, so this is a very mature game, and you need to be aware that this is a mature game because we don't give a shit because we're CD Projekt Red. Get mad about it if you want to. Nobody cares. Because we're going to sell millions of copies because this is a game that's really good. And it's got titties in it. Sorry. So excited. Yeah. So excited. Titties and all. I love, I love me some video game titties. Uh, the combat looks really good in it too. Did, <laughs> did you watch the, uh, did you watch the, the, the E3 trailer? The one that we, the one that we got to see in private screen and they finally released yes. that version of? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, I've watched it twice. Like, what kind of mods are you excited about? Like what, what is a, what is it about that you got really excited well, the sword arms sound really cool and yeah, fun. Yeah, mantis. Uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, that, no, that ex- that's exactly what I want to do. Like, like grappling hook style stuff, and like uh-huh. climbing on the walls, and having like crazy guns that like lock on to people mm. or, or do crazy stuff. All of that shit. Yeah, there's like yeah. looks like there's four or five different ways to play it, and I'm excited to play through it at least one way, and then maybe play through it a second time. The other thing, just like The Witcher Three, if you've not played The Witcher Three. Um, the things you do matter in that game. It's the opposite of Mass Effect Three. Um, <laughs> when you when you make when you make a decision, it will have an impact. Um, so it, for The Witcher Three, minor spoiler here. Say for example, you save a character in The Witcher Three. Um, that character may very well be involved in another storyline later on. But if you let that character die, um, that the storyline could be completely different because that character never gets involved. Um, and so that's exactly what they showed us at E3. They showed us like, Hey, we're choosing it to do it this way, but that will have upsides and it'll also have downsides. And it will that was drastically the least spoilery spoiler I've ever heard. Right. Well, I was originally, I was going to use the example of the Baron. Um, you no, know. you ruined it. Yeah, I was going to use the, I was going to go into the great well. detail about the Baron, but which is probably one of my favorite parts of the game. Cause I saw three different ways that could be handled. At yeah, some point, I'm burying some ghost baby or something. I'm like, what is happening? What is this ghost baby? Like, I, yeah, yeah. My Baron killed himself, <laughs> so I don't know about yours, but <laughs> my Baron fucking hung himself. <laughs> so, yeah. That'll happen. Yeah. yeah. I am uh, really excited for Cyberpunk 27. Also excited for uh, Rage 2. 2077. Yeah, yeah Rage sucks. 2. Did any of us play the original Rage? No. Yeah, me either. Also, felt- no. I feel like I want to go back to play it now that I know it actually runs on PC because it didn't at launch. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I feel like I should play it between now and then. Um, maybe I'll download it and play it through Xbox. I hate playing shooters on console. But, yeah, Rage 2, there's so many games that look like Rage 2 coming out this year. Mm-hmm. The new mm-hmm. Far Cry took that aesthetic, and I think there's a yeah. couple of more that everybody went with, like, post-apocalyptic, uh, everything neon, is neon for some reason. Yeah. Punk rock, yeah. post-apocalyptic, right? Which almost is almost cyberpunk, right? And it really, Rage Two felt like they were like, "Hey, this first game didn't work. Let's make a Borderlands," which I welcome. Make as many Borderlands as you can give me, man. I'm fine. 
but yeah, it it's it shows some real promise. The the ETH, uh, the video game awards trailer looked amazing. Yes. Yeah. That's oh, what that's I'm basing cool. most of the stuff off of is uh, both Far Cry Six and Rage Two had really really exciting trailers that got me a guy who does not like those kinds of games into that style into a first person shooter. Yeah. On flavor alone, you know, and and gameplay looked fun as well. I appreciated that they had at least in the Rage trailer. I don't remember any in the Far Cry trailer in New Dawn. I think is what the new one is called. But they had actual gameplay in uh, in the Rage trailer, and it looked like a blast. It looked so fun. Yeah, it looked really cool. Right. I will throw Far Cry Five onto the pile here as a game. Or Far Cry yeah. post apocalyptic. Uh, I'll throw it onto the pile uh, again. The whole. The choice of, like, two twin females as the bad guys is new and interesting, so I'm interested in seeing how that plays out. Sure. The the whole post-apocalyptic thing is really interesting. And to really see, if you guys didn't play through Far Cry 5, uh, you should. It, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It is more Far Cry, but the story is really, really interesting. And even, like, there's basically four major characters than the fifth like the 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 big bad guy, um, the, the four sto- stories for the different smaller characters are really interesting. There's one that is repetitive, and when you get to it, you'll be like, "Why am I doing the same stuff over and over again?" And then it has one of the best payoffs in the game, <laughs> and I was like shocked at how good the payoff was. Uh, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Even the boring part of this game was good. Now I didn't cool. play any of the DLC; it looked all bad. Um, and I didn't really mess around with like a lot of the online stuff, which is just like an added extra bonus. And the monetization in that game is a little frustrating because you can buy access to guns that you haven't found yet. If you just buy the skin, it also gives you the gun that you haven't found yet. Um, but it's a single player game and I played through it without spending any money and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So I, I, All right, that's good. Yeah, I, I would give it like a seven out of 10 and I hope that this one is at least a seven out of 10. But I think the Far Cry games, three especially, um, four to some extent, five most certainly, it's worth a playthrough for the storyline alone. Because they have some of the most memorable evil bosses that you'll ever encounter. They're just so fascinating. Cool. Yeah, story-wise, cool. those games are fine. The combat is fun, I guess. Let's talk about... <laughs> that was convincing. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk about the fight. Let's talk about the fighting games we're looking forward to this year. We're pro- potentially getting... Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, Am right. I the only one with like just like a straight gore boner. For I will play some Mortal Kombat 11 with you. Oh, I'll yeah. watch why you guys play Mortal will. Kombat 11. Yeah, I'll suck at it. Um, I think, so will I. I think that company does a better job with Injustice, the Injustice series, than the Mortal Kombat series at this point. I would rather almost have another Injustice game. Why do you uh, say that? Yeah, I, I, the, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I'm just wondering. The combat just feels so much better in in uh, Injustice versus Mortal Kombat X or Mortal Kombat XL. I mm-hmm. like the Mortal Kombat characters, but I feel like, and I like the blood, and I love the gore, and I love the X-rays. But I really felt like they did a better job with Injustice when it came to how the characters fought. Uh, and again, keep in mind, I'm not a fighting game pro by any stretch of the mm. imagination. I'm very casual at all fighting games. I just enjoy them. I mostly like to see all the fatalities and all the x-rays and all the finishing mm-hmm. moves and all the cool stuff and all the levels and 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 that's and play all the different characters. And then I'm done. I don't really ever want to get good at a fighting game. I just want to see sure. it. Um, Injustice gave me a lot of reasons to play. Mortal Kombat X had really bad monetization. Um, and especially yeah. the way you unlock stuff via the crypt or you just spend 30 bucks to unlock everything. Fuck you. Uh, but 
uh, Injustice only had like mostly cosmetic items unless you were doing like that one special mode and then you could grind up the special mode and they're not only were they cosmetic but they would affect things in that one special mode and you could buy access to that a little bit quicker but it was also fun to grind it out mm-hmm. I yeah. enjoyed like all the little bonus modes even though they were monetized I still enjoyed them yeah. um, and then the Did raw you, like- fighting game was good did, did you like the gear system that they yeah, had in Injustice 2? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, the gear system. Okay. And so I really, really enjoyed that. So I hope that he learned something from Injustice, um, Ed, if you're listening, and you're not. Uh, but uh, And I hope that some of that makes it over to the Mortal Kombat series. But I just hope there's a huge roster of every Mortal Kombat character ever, and I hope they all have two or three fatalities. And I hope yeah. that they do give us easy fatalities, and they don't cost 25 cents to use. I yeah. hope that Waluigi is in it. Yeah, I would love to have Waluigi. That'd be so great. Uh, That's why he's not in Smash. Soccer was like, no, he's coming. <laughs> Dead or Alive is getting another franchise entry this year, and this time yeah. without okay. the nudity, pretty much. Um, I guess there's still some pretty sexy outfits, and a lot of the dudes get pretty naked and sweaty. Um, yeah. But when it comes to the younger characters, when it comes to the female characters, they put some clothes on. And not like an absurd amount of clothes, just a pretty reasonable amount of clothes. <laughs> what is an absurd right? amount of clothes? Uh, you know, like I guess if you were in a parka and like you know, <laughs> three t-shirts. Yeah, three t-shirts, like how many a parka, five pairs of pants, and three pairs of three pairs of shoes. That's that sounds like a way better video game to me. I'm just saying. I would play that. Oh, but what if you, when you hit people, you knock the clothes off of them? No, you hit no. people and put clothes on them. Uh-huh. Everybody and starts next them, to naked. Uh, they, <laughs> it makes them harder to fight. Yeah. Because they're wearing too many clothes. Uh, I would play this game. Oh, it's like Your that. Your character starts getting sluggish. You got six pairs of shoes on one foot. It's like one you of those. Move left anymore. It's one of those t-shirt videos people did for YouTube, right? Like where you try to put oh, on as many yeah. t-shirts as you Oh, yeah. Right? That's the fighting right. game. Add that as a smash mode. <laughs> I would play that as a smash mode. Um... And then, uh, so, I, I don't know, do you, either of you guys fans of the DOA series? Uh, I play Dead or Alive uh, with my fiancé. Uh, she really likes those games. They're the only fighting game that's really spoken to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she did not like the last entry at all. Um, it wasn't good. But typically looking forward to this one. Yeah, We're going to get it. We're going to play it. The last one, like, the game, I bought it for, like, 20 bucks, and then there was, like, $1,000 of the DLC of costumes. Mm-hmm. And like they really just sold it for the costumes. I hope this one, DOA six, I hope they are selling it on the combat. So far, what I've seen so far seems good. And then if they decide to add booby content later and jiggle physics later, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Well, I think we're getting destructible environments back, which is really cool. That's a a fun aspect of that game. Yeah, I saw a uh, dinosaur. uh, It seems like a Jurassic Park level and a dinosaur ate somebody off a Jeep. It was great. Hell yeah. That's the shit I'm looking for from from DOA, right? They're always wacky and weird, but they take themselves deadly serious. That's what I like from the from those games specifically. That's that's what I have the most fun uh, dealing with. There was like the the level where you're at the top of the stairs and they're all covered with monkeys and then you can like hit the the person and they just roll down the stairs for minutes. It feels like (laughs) transitioning to the next part of the stage. It's great. I Absolutely, guess. that sounds great. Then there's a are you are you guys either of you guys into the animus? I'm I'm tepidly into some animus. I watched 
three animes this year or in 2018. Oh, I was like, geez, you're ahead of me. I watched, no. I watched a couple, but I don't watch like, I don't know. I, I, what I watch tends to not be mainstream. I tend to watch like just Ooh, some weird you, thing. Uh, anime hipster. No, it's just whatever like Crunchyroll would recommend me. I just be like, I'm going to watch whatever this is. This is weird. Doc, those are the most mainstream animes. The ones that Crunchyroll yeah. recommends. Yeah, but I mean, like I tried, I don't know. Like this. So there's a game coming out called Jump Force. And Jump Force mm-hmm. has Dragon Ball Z in it, which I don't care. And it's got Death Note in it, which I don't care. I haven't seen that either. Um, and a bunch of other animus that I don't even recognize. Those are the ones so I recognize. you recognize you it is It is Shonen Jump Force, so it's mm-hmm. all the Shonen comic characters. Right. Uh, which includes a lot of, uh, yeah, Dragon Ball, Yu-Gi-Oh! I think, is My Hero Academia one? I would be surprised if it wasn't... In the game, I don't actually know if it's shonen though. Okay, I've only seen the anime or read the manga or anything. So I, I my non anime tendencies are showing right now. Right. Yeah. I, uh, so I've looked at this gameplay. I was just fully aware of it today, doing research for this episode, and it, it looks almost hyper realistic at points with the yeah. anime characters not looking hyper realistic, and it's so weird. <laughs> no, they look gross and weird. Yeah, it's so yeah. so it looks like a damn CGI game, and I'm like, what am I watching right now? But it, it's a really unique aesthetic. It, it really, does look different. That's true. It really is just, like, gorgeous to watch. So I think I'm going to have a lot of fun watching this one. I want to click on a video right now, but I don't want to make noise for the recording. Uh, <laughs> Yugi in that game looks like an alien, and there's actual aliens in that game. Yeah, that's weird. He looks like the most like an alien. Oh, here's another character recognized from it. One Piece. Yo, anime boogie. Watch what? Or Jacob, because he's definitely an alien, like canon. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh is or Yugi? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, I've never watched it. Yeah. When were we getting underneath that hair is just like a gray's, you know, kind of dome head. When are we getting a Magic the Gathering cartoon? Yes, I finally talked about a card game. Thirty minutes in. (laughs) Woo! Took us this long. We made it. Yeah. Yep. When are we, we made it, everybody. We're supposed to get a Magic the Gathering Magic MMO, Gathering. and it's never going yeah. to happen. We're supposed to get a Magic the Gathering uh, um, movie, and it's never going to happen. Yeah, Jeff I don't think any nobody wants any of that. We're going to be good. I don't want any of that. No nobody thing. wants any of that. And I just have a Magic the Gathering card game. Yeah. Now, I, I, I don't quote me on this, but I'm looking, and it looks I'm like Jump you. Force. I'm tweeting it right now. Jump Force does have a possible character creator where you can create your own custom character. Well, now okay. that interests me. And we're going to get a, the best Monster Factory Polygon yeah, has ever made. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited. If you guys don't watch, uh, I, I, some people love Polygon. Some people hate Polygon. I don't really care one or the other. Does Polygon still make say. Monster Factory? Yep. They just made a new one for Soul Calibur Six. Oh. They brought the boys back. I okay. love those kids, man. Who are, what are their names again, Jacob? It's the McElroys. The McElroys, yeah. man. They Griffin and Justin. 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 Yeah, Griffin yeah. and Justin. They broke off and did their own thing. Shout out to the McElroys. I know they probably don't care. But uh, <laughs> if you guys don't listen to them, man, you should. Uh, you I should. haven't listened to their, their uh, unique stuff. But Monster Factory, just Google that on YouTube, and you will laugh or you'll think it's stupid. Google it on YouTube. Yeah, left. yeah Google that on the YouTube. <laughs> Google it right on YouTube. Make sure you get the HTTPS. Yeah, and Xerox it in your Gmail. Jump Force is apparently coming to Switch, so I might play it. I like I like my fighting games on the Switch. Listen, I like my Switch. I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of games out there, Boogie, that I look at and say, "Ooh, I bet Boogie will buy that, and I can play it at his house with him, and that'll be fun." Well, and that's the thing. And so a lot of people don't know this about me. Not only do I get a lot of codes from companies who want me to talk about their video games, um, 
a lot of the times I go ahead and I do the unthinkable, which you should never do. I can't I, even think about this. I pre-order games so that I can digitally download them and play them the night they launch so that if it's bad, I play it so you don't have to. So we can stream it, so you can see it getting played. Here's the other thing, being an industry insider, and I'm not much of an industry insider, but I know somebody, at least somebody at every company at this point, except for some of the indie ones, but the major ones, I know at least a few people. I will stick my nose in and I'll be like, hey man, Stone, what do you think about the new Assassin's Creed? Is it going to be good or is it going to be mediocre? He won't ever say Which again. Which company does Manstone work at? Well, I'm talking about Stone Chin over there at UB. I think Stone's still with UB. I haven't talked to him in a while. But I'm, I'll, I'll dip into like, hey, what, what this game you got coming out? What do you think? Is it, is it going to be a good one? Is this one I should get ramped up for? Or is it going to be okay? And he'll never say a game is bad. But if it's exceptionally good, he's going to be like, you want to get in on this right now, man. This is going to make great content, but we're going to get enough to this game. And a couple of times he's like, oh, it's okay. It's another Assassin's Creed. You'll like it. You know, he's never going to be like, oh, this game is garbage. You know, but I, I at least, I at least, it, I, here's the thing. And I also talk to a lot of other YouTubers and a lot of YouTubers will have early access to a game. And so if I'm interested, I'll talk to one of my friends who probably has early access and I'll be like, is this game bad? And they'll be like, oh, it's real bad. But I still buy it if it's bad <laughs> because... I get to make fun of it. Yep. <laughs> and so I make money, whether it's good or whether it's bad, if I buy it for 60 bucks, I'm guaranteed to get that 60 bucks back streaming it on Twitch, talking about it on the YouTube channel, talking about it in the podcast. So What this, a life. Right. So it's great. So you guys get to come over and play all the games in the world. And uh, it's, a, it's a good yeah. system, and I'm so grateful for it. And for those of you who are listening, for those of you who do donate to our Patreon, self-plug, those of you who do follow the YouTube channel, self-plug, <laughs> uh, for those of you who do support us in any way, you have made my dreams come true. I literally get to play video games for a living and also bitch about them. Our dreams are slowly coming true. I know, you're Thank you, there, guys. Yeah, for those Actually, my, my dream was to hang out with Boogie and play video games with him, so. Yeah, don't forget. I dream I was that genie from Scooby-Doo. That one hasn't come true yet. Oh. I'm still waiting. So we're getting a new devil. We get on that. We're getting a new Devil May Cry Five. Again, yeah, and it's one of the okay. most heavily anticipated games of the year. And I don't know that I care because I've never enjoyed a Devil May Cry game. I, I haven't care. either. This one I promises haven't. to go back to like the beat 'em up roots and just like hits beat up beat 'em up game for the sake of beat 'em up. I'd rather have another Bayonetta. Sorry. Well, I'd good rather news. have a game with a better soundtrack. There's a lot of rumors going around about a Bayonetta three. Hey. So, good news Bayonetta. on Bayonetta. Yeah, give me some Bayonetta, man. I mean, I'm fine. If the, there's a lot of people who really, truly like Devil May Cry. But the only thing I remember about Devil May Cry 4 is, wasn't the monetization miserable? Because I remember Angry Joe going nuts about it. I uh, have no idea. I've never played yeah. past two. Yeah, so I think the last Devil May Cry, maybe it wasn't four, maybe it was like a different title. But the previous Devil May Cry, I remember Angry Joe being very upset about it. So I just hope they don't do that. I just hope they don't do that. The only Devil May Cry I really sunk my teeth into, and I still really need to play it more, is the one where you take on, like, a Fox News pundit. The Devil? Oh. Yeah. That one's like, sort of, well, the Devil may cry. You don't know. He might. You gotta play the game to find out. Yeah. Play the is game. Is he gonna cry in this one? Are either of you fans of the Metro series? I've never played a Metro game. I remember seeing covers of magazines with Metro on it. That's how long that franchise has been around. Well, I liked I liked Metro One. It was a pretty good game. Yeah, they're graphically gorgeous. Um, yes, just beautiful games, and that's one of the reasons a lot of PC players love them. It's because they will max out that brand new rig you've got. So we have Metro Exodus coming out. What's interesting, and tell me if I am wrong, 
in the comments section, because I don't know if you, either of you guys will know. Metro tends to have mostly been underground up to this point, and now we're going above ground. Is that correct? I always thought it was like Ticket to Ride, but underground. <laughs> it is. It's like Ticket to Ride, except instead of trains, it's it's bullets. What? Oh. Okay. Uh. No, I'm pretty sure they've all been underground. Right, and so this one's going if above ground. you have ground. a metro above ground, it's not a metro anymore, right? <laughs> That's just a train. Well, I don't know the science behind it, but maybe. Are you guys excited to collect beanies? <laughs> it's like and... lava and magma. Uh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like lava and magma. Metros are underground. Trains like, are above ground. This is why I dominate the conversation, <laughs> because when it gets this cringy, I'm like, I just got to say something. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> For understanding science of trains, which is what's the difference between a stalagmite and a stalactite? One's going like this, one's going like this. Yes, which one? I don't remember. The one on the ceiling. I'm a train expert. It's stalactite on the ceiling. Yeah, the one that's holding on to the ceiling has to hold on tight, or else it might end up on the ground. That's true. Now, which one makes a better dildo? They don't have arms. They don't. Hold They're arms. both roughly the same. It just depends on like this the system of pulleys that you have going, or an anti grab, right? Ooh, man. Oh man. Okay, so a completely different uh, off video off topic story. So uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I did a collaboration with McJuggernuggets, and we went to. What a were cave. we doing up until now? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we were talking about video games. This is definitely not about a video game. Where were okay, we? Okay. I... I think we were a little. Um. <laughs> the best part. The last half of the podcast is always the best half, isn't it? Um, it's all the good half. It's the good half. Uh, but we we went to a cave up in Eureka Springs, and they had like um, all these different slag tights, slag mites, and stuff. You know, and some of them were so close you could touch them. And they actively encouraged you to touch a couple of things, but most things they wanted you to not touch. And they had this stuff called cave bacon, which is like weird. It looks like bacon on the wall. It's weird. They call it cave bacon. Um, they're also another thing. They're called soda straws, and that's because they're hollow drips yeah. like hollow stalactites and um I, my brain said reach up and and break one of those and take it because that would be so cool to have right do that um and so no. right about the time my brain said that i didn't reach out or do anything obviously and i wasn't going to do it um but she's like she's like so these soda straws a lot of people want to collect them and take them home but the problem is they literally take millions of years to form and so uh when somebody reaches up to do this they are doing millions of years worth of damage and I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't do it, but my brain thought it. Right? Um, uh-huh. And then there was another part towards the end of the thing where there was, like, this mud wall or whatever. And there was all these holes in the mud wall. And I'm like, what are these holes? And she goes, oh, it's where douchebags, like, stick their fingers into it to, like, try to leave an imprint. And oh, I look down at my hand, and my <laughs> hand is touching the mud. And I'm like, I think I was about to do that. <laughs> I think I'm the douchebag. I think she just called me a douchebag, and she was right to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a it was a fun cave experience. I'm glad that you restrained yourself. So, are you guys excited to collect beanies in the division two? Are they beanie babies? No, just regular old beanies, just oh. hipster beanies. I actually I did not play the division one at all. Smart, but uh, it got really good. That's, yeah, I, that's okay, what I've been so told. I. I, that's what I was going to ask Ellis because I know you and uh, another one of our mutual friends have been playing it. Yeah. Some are you guys going to play Division Two? Are you going to? I'm pretty make- excited. Like as much as I, I keep saying, hey, I don't like shooting man games, and then like here's a list of six games that I like, and all of them are FPSs. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for the Division Two. It was or it felt like 
an RPG first and an FPS second. And that was okay. uh, definitely ticking the right boxes for me, maybe not for everybody. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty excited. They did an amazingly faithful job of recreating New York, except when they completely abandoned it for the sake of, no, like this is a good thing for, for the sake of like making a more interesting level or making a better okay. for this shootout. And that was great. That's exactly how they should have done that. All right. And that felt awesome. So, so I'm pretty excited. I hope that they can recreate that feel. So on launch of, I'm hoping you're a bit of an expert on the game. On launch of uh, the Division One, it was light on content. Um, mm -hmm. the The dark zone or whatever they called it was not particularly balanced or fun. Um, the content itself was just kind of samey, and the unlockables, the things you got and gathered, you just got a gun that did more damage, and you got beanies. And then of course you could pay to get more beanies, basically. So, yeah. what did they add that made it good? I'm curious. So, I didn't play the game at release. I read all of that, and just like many people was like, okay, you know, hands up, spoon hands out, I'm not interested in this game, especially since it's not in a genre that I'm about. Uh, I can tell you that towards, you know, it's, it's I guess, getting end of life now or whatever since we're moving into the second one, it has a completely fully realized talent system with multiple options for builds, the loots are closer to like the kind of drops you would get on uniques in Diablo that you can like, oh, hey, I have the the pig sticker now and I can make a build around this gun that I dropped or that dropped for me. Interesting. And that felt really, really, really cool and very exciting. Uh, the gameplay loop, I, I guess, could get kind of repetitive because maybe you do end up, you know, fundamentally just going into the same 10 areas and shooting guys, but they do play out a little bit differently every time. And they did a good job of releasing, I think like weekly or monthly events that would uh, shake it up enough. So here's a question. Um, the bosses when it launched were all just bullet sponges with very few mm -hmm. abilities, with very few things to do with like very few like scheduled or like, um, interactive things uh, in the arena or the place you fought them is, is sure. that was that still the case pretty much unfortunately it's a little reductive to say that because there are different basically like models for enemies like oh this guy's a, a fire guy and he's got a flamethrower and they behave differently but they behave pretty much the same whether they're a boss or just a regular unit and all of those guys behave sort of the same um that being said, the AI in the game is is usually pretty smart, um, or maybe it's just the numbers are high enough that it felt fun, it felt real and visceral and engaging to partake in that combat, even when I had a pretty good idea of what the enemies were going to do. I hope that they can add more mechanics and make those fights less of just dumping bullets into a bullet sponge. I hope so, too. Because I, I think that that would be you know, one of the few things that was missing towards the end of the Division 1, and I would love to see that. Just more interesting guys, more enemy design, more exciting mechanics to play around with. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I love it when fights like that are a puzzle to solve. And I think that's what's yeah. going to get, I think that's what's going to get people interested. I really mm -hmm. do. That's, I, I hope they have it. I just, I, the original E3 trailer for the Division 1 had those actors getting paid to pretend they were gamers. Do you remember that? And I hated yeah, that. Those but trailers like, always suck. Right? They had like the UI that appeared on the ground and you're like, oh my God, this is so innovative and so different and so cool and so fascinating and blah, 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 blah. And then it launched without any of those features. But I will say they've shown some of those features for the sequel and I hope that they'll make it. 
I really yeah. do. I hope they make it in. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, I, you know, a lot of people think I love to hate on video games, and I do. But I love love do. video games more. I just want them to be successful. I really do. Mm-hmm. Jacob, any other games leaving out to you? Uh, have you guys seen stuff about Biomutant? The no, THQ Nordic uh, Experiment 101 game. Uh, it looks like a third-person action game, uh, but you play like a, a little squirrel, and you're running around in a world like a post-apocalyptic, um, over-polluted world, um, like using martial arts and guns and explosions to fight. All right, Other as monsters? a squirrel, are you like an anthropomorphic squirrel? Yeah, yeah, just... yeah. You're like oh, an anthropomorphic okay. squirrel. Well, because you're mutated, ah. and then you will you will find things that will mutate you further and give you like new weird powers and stuff. I, I haven't seen a lot about it, but uh, it looks really cool, and I and I like the idea of it. Flavor wise, that sounds totally in my alley. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like the, the Simic the video game. Of course, I've been playing a lot of Magic lately, but it sounds <laughs> like Crack. yeah, Simic the video game. Uh, um, I mean, Concrete I have, Genie looks pretty cool to me. What yeah. Is, what is Concrete Genie? Tell us about that. So I, it's difficult to say because it's, um, I think it's going to be releasing this year, but from what we've seen, it's just a beautifully animated game where you walk around kind of a, another sort of post-apocalyptic city and you're a graffiti artist, I think. And you just like make it look prettier. I did see. But there's I some magic involved. Yeah. I don't know. It looks unique and different. And I'm really into that. Visually, it looks stunning. Cool. Yeah, it really did just look gorgeous. I feel like that might be one of those games I'll watch get played. Sure. I've, have there been? This is the second graffiti game that I've ever heard of. <laughs> Did they make like a Mark Echoes Get Up 2 or something like that? Or <laughs> well, did that's that radio? That's a graffiti game. Oh, that is. Uh, well, that's, that's a roller skating game. Then there's that Sony it's a graffiti game. That's the PlayStation PlayStation exclusive about like the 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 superhero power set. Like, um, oh, I forget it has, it has an I in the name. The second one is all about graffiti, and graffiti plays a big role in. PlayStation. Oh, you mean Infamous? Infamous, yeah. The second one oh. is, like has a lot to do okay. with graffiti. And in fact, one of the reasons okay. I the reason I remember this is because at some point when you're spray painting, you actually turn your controller sideways and shake it like a spray paint can. And oh, I, was I like, can't wait oh. to have that clipped. And I was like, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> ooh, ooh, you like that? Ooh, clip that, folks. Mm, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, let's I think we're through the biggest ones now. I think we're getting down to the, the smaller games. Days yeah. Gone looks really interesting to me. That is the mm. PlayStation exclusive that I know the zombies survival genre just... is done to death, but I heard through the grapevine, one of the reasons they delayed it was to focus on more interesting gameplay. What makes Days Gone look interesting to me is the horde mechanic. Uh, because you're not fighting one zombie or ten zombies. You're fighting like a hundred zombies, a thousand zombies just pouring on top of you. Now, just like any other good zombie game, it does look like the focus is primarily on you interacting with other people as zombies being a mutual threat for you and the other survivors to fight through and fight over and fight against and surprise you and scare you. Um, Is it cooperative? Because that will make me play games that I otherwise wouldn't. No, I don't think there's any couch co-op or even like online co-op. And in fact, I don't think there's multiplayer in this game at all, which I'm kind of satisfied with. I want it to be a single-player experience. Um, But the E3 trailers we saw for it looked really, really fascinating. Um, Everything I've seen... Uh, E3 2016, I should say, because I don't think they showed hardly anything in 2017 for some reason. 
But yeah, I think the reason this game is... I don't know. But it's due out this year, and from what I've seen so far, I'm very eager to get my hands on it. Xbox has a couple of exclusives. I guess there's Cuphead DLC. Yeah. Okay. Which, sad that that's what we're calling them exclusives these days, but hey, you gotta (laughs) give Xbox everything you can. Sure. But the much-awaited Crackdown 3, the game that was announced... At the beginning of this console generation is due to get delayed again. <laughs> nice. The yep. The game's uh, not coming out. The game's never coming out. No, I, apparently you can even pre-install it right now. Hey, so dude, they, must be, they must be pre- February 15th. That's the current date. Now, my understanding through the grapevine uh, has been. Hang on a lot. It's Next gone to a lot of grapevines. I do. I do. I talk okay. to a lot of other YouTubers, a lot of people in the industry when I get a chance. And so Crackdown 3 originally was supposed to be exclusively um, cloud computed. And oh. it was supposed to be fully destructible environments. You could destroy entire city blocks because the processing was done on cloud computing. And the graphics that they went with seemed a lot better um, than the version that we're currently getting. So a lot of that stuff apparently got cut and we got Terry Crews instead, which I think is a good trade-off because I really love Terry Crews. Hashtag Terry Crews in chat. Uh, Not sponsored by Terry Crews. Yeah, not sponsored by Terry Crews. But I do love me some Terry Crews. So now that he's kind of pretty front and center for that game, I'm pretty excited to play it. Okay. Um, But I'm looking at the game details right now. Time to step up your boom and stop crimes as a super-powered agent in Crackdowns 3. Let's see. 4K Ultra HD not available on Xbox One or Xbox One S's, but it's available on the Xbox One X. HDR functionality available with supported games and TVs. Xbox One X enhanced features. Um, And it's also an Xbox Play Anywhere title, so you apparently can play it on PC as well. That's interesting. I didn't know this was also coming out for PC. All right. Um, But I don't... All new wrecking zone. Take a boom out of crime. What is dangerous open world playgrounds? Uh, play solo or with a friend. Uh, skills for thrills. New providence to fight in. But I don't really see them pushing destructible environments. And that's what I was excited about. I, I like mean, destructible environments. Yeah. There's no way that this game could ever live up to this amount of weight, right? No, 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 no. no. It would have to be damn near perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, and then them not talking about destructible environments, right? Like that, that's like the good thing about Crackdown. That was the fun part. That and the harpoon gun. Right. Those are the things I want to do. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, is Death Stranding coming out in 2019? I think so. So there do are, we know. Kojima. There, there are. Let me know. Hints. Like an ARG, like an alternative reality game. Yeah, okay. some very subtle hints that there is a tentative 2019 release. Okay. Um, I, similar to Cyberpunk. Right. So, I again, I wouldn't count on it coming out in 2019 because here's the thing. Kojima's not going to drop it till it's ready. But that said, he might be ready. He Who might knows? be ready. He might be ready. Who knows at this point? But I, I sure time. hope that's the, I sure hope that's the case because I'm very eager to play that game. But here's what I will tell you. I know nothing about it. I don't know what the no, gameplay I don't know. is I like. Know I don't carry, know. You carry progressively weirder packages. Yeah, and there's a baby in your stomach. Yeah, sometimes. And there's sometimes. an invi- there's an invisible thing 
doing attacks on maybe you. more than one yeah i don't know man and and that director is in it guillermo del toro is in it oh yeah sure. there's a character yeah. in it what is yeah. happening <laughs> but this is how to sell me a video game folks i don't i don't know what the hell i'm buying but boy it's kojima put his name on it and i'm into it you know and I, i'm walking around on mars trying to get my dog to come up on me and he won't do it i'm so sad um but yeah kojima is yeah, go mars yeah and give me one of my favorite actors from the walking dead now that the walking dead is not over but it is for me give me mads mickelson yeah who Who's, oh, who's that? In, who's oh. that? Who is that in? Uh, who is that in the uh, Walking Dead? He's not in the Walking. He's Dead. Not in the Walking Dead. Who Though is? that show would be way better if he was. Who is Mads Mikkelsen? Still, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen is a Danish actor. Um, these days, probably most famous for his role as Hannibal in the show Hannibal. But he is also looks like a bad guy, a bad guy in uh, <laughs> in the new game in Death Stranding. I'm I'm eager to play. I am definitely eager to play uh, Death Stranding. Uh, Gears Five also Xbox exclusive. Yeah, another Gears game, I guess. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- this I, one's uh, about a different character, though. Mm-hmm. Different gear. It also has Wolfenstein Young Blood coming out. Yeah, okay. this looks fucking rad. Did sure. You, I did not play the last Wolfenstein. Did you? I watched it, and uh, it looked like they embraced some of the sillier aspects of their game and mm-hmm. kind of went a little bit more campy, and I was into that. Right. Yep. I, I do mostly just want to kill Hitler. That sounds really fun. Sure. Yeah. So that's something you definitely get to do in that game, and I definitely mm-hmm. wanted to do it. Uh, so at some point, I needed – I have it downloaded, you know, but I just need to actually sit down and play it. I yeah. have that yeah. also on my Nintendo Switch. Bethesda keeps giving me codes for games I never get a chance to play. <laughs> <laughs> any other games we're missing? Any other smaller games? Indie uh, we games? have, we have, yeah. I've, there's this little indie game called Last of Us Two. <laughs> Talked no, about it all. See, again, oh yeah, small indie developer. Is that due out this year? Because if so, I yeah. would like to change my yeah. name from Kingdom Hearts Three. The problem is, I've lived in a world change where Last of Us Two is 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 has been coming for so long that I don't believe it'll ever happen. It's not even been that long. Yeah, it's been like a couple of years. It's you been, waited longer for it, Crackdown 3? It's been an entire console generation, plus a year. That's fine, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's been I mean, a- that is, look, that is a while. You're right. That is a while. Yeah, yeah it I is, man. Be- I mean, I waited longer for Kingdom Hearts. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys play through, you guys have both played through The Last of Us? Yes yeah. Or no? mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that first 15 minutes of that game is better than most games I've played since. There's a lot of stuff about that game that's very good. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Just, just the first 15 minutes, my God. I know I, I've read a lot about Last of Us 2, and a lot of people don't like the trailers, and they don't like the direction they feel that it's headed, and they don't like this, and they don't like what happened to Ellie, and they don't like blah, blah, blah. How do blah, they blah. know? How, How do they, they know any of that? The trailer they, that I saw was just, just all, like, a movie just based on the trailer movies you know what i'm saying like that's the thing they're like i don't like what they're doing with ellie i don't like i'm like oh i don't care i just want to see how it ends man i want to see how it works out well those people can go be sad about other stuff elsewhere and we'll play last of us too and have fun yeah Yeah, here's what i will tell you about if you were listening to this podcast and you have not played through the last of us on playstation 4 the remake of it or the uh or not the remake but the uh enhanced version or even a playstation 3 version of it Please go play that game. I, you may think this is not my kind of game. I don't like zombie games. I don't like scary games. I don't like anything survival related. The story is worth just suffering through even the worst game mechanics. I I yeah. would if I had to do match threes that took microtransactions to get that story told to me, I would do it. 
And I don't think that game, it doesn't have stellar game mechanics. They're fine. They're mm -hmm. completely passable, sure. but it's only bolstered by really strong writing and very good mm -hmm. characters. Right. Absolutely. There are definitely some scenes, like if you play with it on the even the normal mode, but more of the more challenging modes, where you're trying to gather the, the right materials to create the right items that you need to get you through a really tough encounter like that, that sometimes uh, ammo conservation is really important and item conservation is really important and it feels really strenuous, but that is part of the storyline. You need to feel what Joel and Ellie are feeling and they successfully sure. do it really. Um, there's so many times in that game I was grossed out and so many times I was like frustrated and so many times I was scared and I want that from a video game. That's what I got from, uh, God of War too. God of War. I could feel what Kratos was feeling, you know? Yeah. So now Does Kratos I, feel things. Yeah. He feels so much rage. He that's one of the he things. Can't now. Hate. That's another thing he feels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, hatred. And, and in this game, what he learned was to feel less hatred and hate. Oh, wow he learned to temper his rage what an arc yeah it's a really good <laughs> arc actually i will tell you this about god of war minor spoiler here um kratos never had a real weakness in my opinion prior to this this previous game i mean obviously he could be killed and obviously he lost his original family and he was angry and furious about it and then break you know like he finally killed. i mean there's plenty of times where he almost died what what i'm saying is emotionally emotionally he was pretty much just rage. That's all there was to him. And he discovered love in this game. Between this, the last game and this one, he discovered love. And love is what made him weak because he has to protect his child. Um, but it's also what made him so fucking strong. And I love that the weakness of love is the greatest strength in Kratos. And that's such a good story to tell. I always thought it was just like God blood and big muscles. Yeah, that's what the first ones are, man. They are just like sex and blood and murder and gore. And this one has the gore and this and one muscles. has the rage, but this it one does has have like the muscles. Like some of my favorite moments are just him or the head and the son, like the 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 head that you chop off and then talks to you. Um the smartest man of the universe. Uh, there's just some of the storytelling when he Kratos is telling stories to his son, but there's like early on in the game, uh, this is a meme, so I don't feel like it's much of a spoiler. Um, but there's a meme early on, uh, a, a moment early on, it's been memed where the kid misses, <laughs> it's a meme in a moment. Yeah. The kid misses, a, a an arrow shot for an animal and the animal gets away and, uh, he's like, I'm sorry. And Kratos grabs him and he looks at him and says, don't be sorry, be better. And I'm like, fuck. It's those the six lines of dialogue, man. That's five that's five words. That's five words. And it's like some of the most moving shit in a video game ever written. Congratulations to that team. So yeah. Give me a God of War two. I don't even care about Last of Us anymore. We, we have War six. Yeah. We, we have, have God of War two. You can play that one right now. Well, okay, mm -hmm. but it's it's God of it's new God of War. Shut up. <laughs> Hey, can we talk about Skull and Bones for a second? Sure. Yeah, I know nothing I about it. So this is I don't know that they have showed any gameplay at all, but I just need like a, a... Rare got me all ready and excited for good pirate shit. All right. And they did not deliver. Yeah, we haven't had. Now I need some pirate stuff so I can play, you know, be a pirate or whatever. 2018 was like the year of disappointing pirates. Yeah. So Ubisoft is making this one, right? Uh, yes, Ubisoft Ooh. Singapore, I think, is the right. studio with the, their name on it. 
And it looks like they're building it off of the back of the Assassin's oh, Creed water oh. water world Assassin's Creed. What <laughs> the one with Kevin Costner? Yeah, yeah I know Kevin Costner. What are you right? talking about? Uh, Black Flag, I think, is the name. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it was Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag. Right, and, uh, and so it looks like they're using a lot of those mechanics, and those mechanics were stellar. They were fun. So give me that. But the most important thing is sea shanties. <laughs> give me sea the shanties to collect. Important. Right. Yeah, all, all we've seen, like I said, is cinematic stuff, but they made a lot of cool cinematic stuff. So maybe cool. that will translate into fun gameplay. The characters so. look cool. What do you fun. What do you know about the gameplay? Do you know much uh, at all? No, I, I, all I know is that that it's from Ubisoft, so it's probably going to be pretty close to Assassin's Creed Four Black yeah. Flag. I'm prepared mm, which is to fine. wash and or buckling. I am prepared to be disappointed by another pirate game. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm my body is ready for more pirate disappointment, but maybe yep. it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm excited for since we're talking about you know small indie developers and small games. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts actually looks yes. pretty rad to me. That I think was... it's a rhythm game or something. Oh, I, I love rhythm know, games, so I'm down. But it looks gorgeous. The music in it looks great. I'm really excited. Fuck yeah, that, that game looks rad as hell. And it'll be on Switch, so we'll Yay. all play it. Amen. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake comes out this year? Uh, it comes out this month. This month, yep. That's Ooh. a few weeks away. Uh, I will probably play that one. I probably will not. I did not play the Resident Evil Remake either. I played the original Resident Evil when it was new on PlayStation, so I didn't feel the need to play it again. I don't. Uh, Jacob, you'll have to tell us. Uh, yeah, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll I mean, watch you play through it. Yeah, I was gonna say we like I can we can all hang out and play it together. I, I will That's tell cool. you, I loved, I adored uh, Resident Evil Biohazard, whatever it was called, the latest one. Seven. Oh, yeah, seven. Yeah, Ooh, one. god, that was so good. Give me more of that. Give me more of it going back to its roots. What's Resident Evil two like? I know a lot about one because one just kind of takes place in a mansion, right? What's what's um, two like? Well, I don't know a lot about two, which is why I'm excited about it. Gotcha. I didn't. I didn't play two. I played one a lot, and then I played four a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for a two and a three, uh, so that I can easily play them. There is another game from From Software, which is yep. that's hard to say fast. From From Software. Set. Let's say from, that some more. There's another game from From Software. From 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 From. There's a little asthma for you. Um, but From Software has a Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which I don't like. I don't like from software titles. Like. I kind of oh, got into Bloodborne, fine. so I don't know if I can. What about you guys? You like the those kind of games? Bloodborne is the one that I don't like, but I love Dark Souls 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one, I don't know. I could go either way because I'm really not enjoying Bloodborne right now. Uh, it's too much of a departure. Uh, but this one looks like it has a lot of mobility options, uh, just like being a ninja and like flipping around and shit. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yep. I'm so, hoping it'll be kind of like uh, like maybe a better Neo, which would be pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks gorgeous. It does uh, look visually very so good. surprising that that's a From Software game because previously their games have not been this gorgeous. They've been fine. Right? They've been okay. They've been, they've been fine. Dark Souls yeah, 3 looked a lot better. That's right. true. It was still fine. I played through a bit of Dark Souls 3 and it was uh, graphically it was fine. So this looks like a steep improvement. And I do like the Japanese aesthetic. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I definitely. I, I'm I'm very excited about this game. Mm-hmm. Even He's even coming of... off of my disappointment from Bloodborne, is mm-hmm. it supposed to be super frustrating like the other ones, like super hard? Is that the plan? 
Uh, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the well, that's, that's, what that's their style. Okay, is a very punishing game. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably buy it and play through an hour and then loan you my copy because <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. You'll you'll play the same uh, hallway for an hour and uh-huh. then get frustrated and quit. Bloodborne, I really enjoyed like the the setting and the character design and the combat not so much, but people watched me stream that one. It was the only game I've ever actually broken a controller over. And it's because I got to some point in the game where I was like 20 minutes away from the the campfire or the save point or whatever it was you save from that game. And I died and I lost a ton of souls because I don't I'd been in there for 20 minutes. And so I rushed down to pick up my souls and I die on my way there, losing those souls forever. And I lost my shit. I just completely like, and I, I don't know if anybody ever archived that because that's back when Bloodborne came out and I was kind of still newish to streaming and only been done it for like a year. But mm-hmm. I was livid. I've never been that angry. I'm like, who wants to feel this feeling? That's what the engine runs on. Hatred. That's how the game is powered. Yeah. Yes. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like Monsters Incorporated. Mm-hmm. It's kind of oh, like man. a, you know, it's a soul machine yeah. in more ways than one. Uh, speaking of beautiful games, Ori and the Blind Forest 2 comes out oh, yeah. in 2019, and that game looks quite different than the first one. It looks like there's a lot more to it than just sort yeah. of a, a platformer, and I'm really excited. It looks beautiful. I get to meet those guys at E3, and they were really nice. They Everybody else was giving out, like, you know, pins or uh, pamphlets about their games. They gave me a cookie. They Ooh. had cookies made to look like Ori and his buddy. Now, wait a second. Was the cookie delicious? It was bit, quite this, good. This affects how I'm going to feel about this game. I rate good. that cookie seven out of ten. I tried Hell to yeah. steal that cookie and he wouldn't let me. Nope. I don't I'm blame like, him. Why didn't you give me a second cookie? He's like, I I got one for me and one they only... for my my girlfriend. I'm taking. Sorry, home. you could go get your own cookie. Uh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't move. I was signing and taking photos every three seconds, and I'm like, <laughs> where is it? How can I even get to it? I can't even get to there. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, give me a damn cookie. It was a gorgeous little cookie. Was, I didn't know that was the, that was the game that was related to that. Yeah. God, now I want a cookie so bad, and I don't I'm have a sorry. cookie till the end of the month. Oh my god. No cookies for you. Maybe the folks at Ori will. Well, actually, that's not the name of the, the development company, but maybe they'll still send you a cookie. Do you guys know anything about um, a game called Indivisible? It looks like a JRPG style. Mm-mm. No, I don't. I haven't heard of that. This is made by uh, Lab Zero Games, and I'm trying to find a little bit more information on it. Looks like maybe one of the only JRP, uh, JRPG games coming out this year, and What's I don't know that we'll call Indivisible. I-N-D-I-V-I-S-I-B-L-E. Lab Zero Games, published by 505 Games on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Linux, Mac OS, and Windows. So the four people who have a Steam box can play it on their Linux system. Uh, Did you say the, Linux? You said yeah, Linux. I said Linux. I always do. Indivisible. I'm so bad at that. Indivisible <laughs> will feature platform-style RPG exploration and combat mechanics-inspired Val- Valkyrie profile. Ooh. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I'm into that. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of interested. So that might I'm be our only... Skullgirls. All right. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl is back in the groove. The, All right. Oh, boy. The crowdfunded Toe Jam and Earl game. And here's the thing. I did play some of the original Toe Jam and Earl, and I didn't think it was that great. Uh, so It's kind of like a cult classic. Right. I think so that's it. I get it. 
So I got to say, aesthetically, Toe Jam and Earl looks really good. It's kind of like a 3D aesthetic instead of a 2D aesthetic, but it's made to look 2D now, so that's kind of cool. Um, and it looks like it plays pretty much the same, but I don't really remember anything about the gameplay. So why? Why? I don't know. I mean, if you're a fan of that franchise, obviously it's for you. I don't know, man. Everybody knows that remaking cult classics is the best thing you can do. They always turn out good every single time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't think of a single remade cult classic that wasn't way better than the original. Ukulele. Indivisible, by the way, I just I looked at some imagery and like a trailer for it, and that game looks totally up my alley. I'm Mm -hmm. way into that. Yeah, nice. So I'll play that one for you guys. I will play Toe Jam and Earl. This cool. is Take good because this year Thanks I want to take in that one. It's good because now that I have you guys, I don't have to play every game this year. I only That's have true. to play nope. most of them. And then I can just be like, hey, you're playing this. Thank you. You got to get them to send us codes too, though. I searched it and I got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. What is Fallen Order? Why do I know I nothing think about this? That's the new Star Wars game. I don't know anything about it. I don't okay. know that anybody does. Let's learn together. It's uh, Respawn uh, Entertainment. Do... Yep. Um, it's a new Star Wars action adventure game. Whoa. Comes a brand new action adventure which tells an original Star Wars story. And never mind. Around a surviving <laughs> Padawan set shortly after the events of Star Wars, Revenge of the Sith. The oh, game will which, be releasing like, holiday 2019. This is the game everyone will get rich on YouTube by hating. <laughs> Hooray. Right. Wow, they put that right in there. They put that right on the webpage. I'm so surprised. Good job. They know. <laughs> Yeah, there will probably be an entire episode dedicated to how bad they screw this one up. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll be good. Who knows? Maybe. We haven't got a lot of good Star Wars games. Which we deserve. We haven't got a lot of good Star Wars anything at all. No. That's a good point. No. Why why have the movies been so bad? What happened? (laughs) Were they ever good? Yeah, the first. There's like one of those movies that's good. The, well, Empire, Empire Strikes amazing. Back is a good movie. The first one was really good. I really liked it. First too. one's all right. There's it's a uh, fine. there's a new Square Enix game coming out called Left Alive. Oh, I don't know anything about this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, looking at this one right now, it's uh, available on geez, in on three oh five. So soon. All Left right. Alive is a brand new survival action shooter coming to the PlayStation and Steam. Veteran developers Toshifumi uh, Nabashima, uh, Yoji Shinkawa, I'm not going to do this to myself, (laughs) (laughs) and Jim Jam Malawada join forces to create Left Alive's dark and gritty world. Left Alive tells a human story of survival from the perspective of three different protagonists during the devastating invasion set in war-torn Nova Slava in the year 2127. Nova Slava? Yeah, Nova Slava. That's a all right. Experience. I mean, it's the set in twenty one twenty seven. Maybe so. there's a Nova Slava by then. Maybe there's yeah. a Nova Slava now, and I don't know my geography. I definitely do not know my geography. I could be living in Nova Slava right now, and I probably wouldn't know. <laughs> Experience the massive power gap between man and machine and pulse pounding encounters. Face off against powerfully armed troops, armored vehicles, and towering mechs. Ooh. Oh. Choose your playing style. Engage in frenetic gun battles or dispatch your enemies with stealth and wit. Set traps, collect, and craft consumables to survive while exploring a devastated city ravaged by the atrocities of war. Uncover the full story behind the war through the eyes of three different characters. As you progress through the game, experience multiple story paths, each requiring bold decisions with desperate consequences. Here's how you make that game good. Those three characters... Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and Funky Kong. 
I was hoping you. Would I go, would buy that game. I was hoping you would go with the rule of threes, and it would have been like Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and Pac Man, or Donkey Kong, <laughs> Diddy Kong, and um, Daryl from The Walking Dead. Just like a, some one third one that just didn't fit. But you went with Funky Kong, and Funky Kong is also funny. So good job. That's true. Thank you. Word. I love it when people congratulate I, me on my tips. I no longer trust Square Enix. I just I'm at a point ah. where I, I don't feel like they're the Bethesda or the EA or the Ubisoft yeah, anymore. They're not that bad. But, but anybody who makes the Quiet Man probably oh. is questionable at yeah. best. Yeah. So I, I I don't know, man. Just good luck, I guess. Are you guys familiar with the Wasteland series at all? Either play any of those? The Wasteland series? Yeah, Wa- no. There's Wasteland right. Three. They all kind of blend together. Yeah. They're I mean, all the they're all the same aesthetic, and it's hard yeah, to tell yeah. them apart. Yep, um, that's coming yeah. out, and I guess that's a more traditional RPG kind of tactic kind of thing going on. If you enjoy that kind of thing, anybody here that enjoys that kind of thing? Like, oh, feels I like might. a Path okay. to Exile kind of, okay. or not Path to well, Exile. Uh, yeah. Wait, hang on. Not path to Exile, that's not a tactics game. No, 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 I was trying to think of... Um, like what, XCOM? What? No. Is that what you mean? No, uh, more like some of the, the old school RPGs that have similar to Baldur's Gate. Like, you know, oh, oh, like a classic RPG. Right, like okay. a classic yeah, RPG. Yeah, Pillars yeah. of Eternity is what you're talking about. Pillars of Eternity, that, yeah. They're both Poe. Yeah, listeners by now uh, and fans of me know I, I have some sort of verbal diarrhea. It's like early onset stupidity or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know about early onset. Super early. Super, super, super early. Wild. Uh, Trials Rising comes out this year. I have played several Trials games. They are fun to hate. Uh, they are fun enough of a party game to where I don't mind getting mad at them, but I do sure get mad at them. You guys play any of the Trials games? Uh, I have, and this one actually is interesting to me for a really weird reason. Uh, so there's a like co-op mode where two people ride the same motorcycle and have to like work together to lean properly. Okay, is this like a way out type of situation? And the, the speed running opportunities that are presented here... <laughs> sound entertaining yeah hopefully there's a that category sounds pretty that. exciting somebody will will pick that up and do that not me i won't i won't yeah not me. i want someone else to so i can look at it can't wait to watch that game be played bandai namco's got a game coming out this year kind of looks animuish in a lot of ways called that code code vein code oh yeah vein. i saw that it's an upcoming action role-playing game developed and published by Bandai uh, for PS4, Xbox One, and Microsoft uh, Windows. It is set in a post-apocalyptic dystopian setting with vampire themes, including gifts from the consumption of blood and other supernatural abilities. Ooh. Everything's post-apocalyptic now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot, of, At least it's not neon. Neon vampires would make me throw up in my mouth, so can we not do that? But they do kind of look like animu, um, animu vampires. So a lot of getting your mouth covered with gas masks and oh, I was just there's a ton of gas masks in this. Here's game. a big old set of boobies on this girl. Mm. Hello, nurse. You think she's a nurse? No, it's an animaniacs. vampires don't need nurses. That's an animaniacs right? reference. Also, all our listeners are like, what is an animaniacs? Ooh, the collector's edition looks really cool too. There's like a, some sort of animu character with some sort of giant chain blade coming out of her. Ooh, I coming out this. of her. Coming out of her. Yeah, it's weird. Excuse and she's like me. some sort of shooty gun, and yeah, I kind of want that. That's she's nice. She's a shooty gun. Yeah, with a bayonetta, a bayonetta in the end. Not a bayonetta, but a bayonetta. It shoots a bayonetta. It shoots a bayonetta. Oh, the boobs on this girl too. I'm gonna buy this game. 
They're all uncovered half-naked vampire boobies. Okay. Great. All right. Hey, look, sure. I am that guy who buys video games for boobs. I'm sorry. It just okay. I am that guy. I like you know, Why do you think I love Miss <laughs> Pac-Man so much? At least you understand that. Hang on. Whoa, are you telling me that Miss Pac-Man Miss Pac-Man's boob is just one big boob. Just one big titty. All right, you're blowing my mind here. Yeah. That's the way they call her Miss Pac-Man. Now think about what yeah. Now think about what Pac-Man is. Do you know anything he's about a, a game called Control? Ball, right? Control by Remedy Entertainment? Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, the trailer for that at E3 was really fascinating, and I haven't heard much about it since. It's due out in 2019. Uh, like, it's a Remedy, uh, made by Remedy Entertainment. Like Remedy's previous projects, Control is played from a third-person perspective, and the game players fight against enemies using the Director's Pistol, which is a firearm which can be transformed into different shapes. The pistol can also be upgraded to enhance its combat efficiency. In addition, players will have access to various supernatural and telekinetic abilities. For instance, she can use debris to form a defensive shield and hurl objects towards enemies, using them as weapons. Players can acquire objects of power by completing side quests or exploring the game world, and they are items which can be used to unlock new skills such as the ability for Jesse to levitate in the air so it, right. who is, is jesse the i guess the main character McJugger Nuggets is in the yeah, game McJugger Nuggets just like introduced a character game. in the middle of their description i didn't know who it was <laughs> yeah i got confused weird uh but it does look okay. really trippy um it has a really All cool right. trippy aesthetic if you google it i think you'd be interested in seeing this weird aesthetic they're going for so that's does it cool. look like quantum break it the the box art does <laughs> But the, the demos look kind of trippy and cool, so I'm kind of interested to see what they do there. Uh, I don't know if we're leaving any other games off the list. Are we missing anything? I now? mean, we haven't said anything about uh, the various Nintendo properties that are getting sequels. Oh. There are. Well, hey, uh, Sign our Wild Hearts, okay? I got okay. that one. I covered That's, one. It's on Switch, but it's not a Nintendo property, and that doesn't even include Animal Crossing and the new Pokemon game. There's oh. the re-release of Mario Brothers U, which is a very mediocre title. Mm. Uh, it's fine. It's not, like, amazing. It was a fine game. It was fine. Uh, I so, liked World a lot better. Tell us about Animal Crossing. You, you're an Animal Crossing fan, if I remember. Yeah, you cross animals. I, I've crossed... I've been known to cross some animals. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like, I don't know anything about it, you know, because, like, Nintendo hasn't really said a lot about it. I expect more Animal Crossing stuff, and I like the Animal Crossing stuff. Okay. I do. I do. I, I, they're very relaxing games. I couldn't get yes. into... Um, do you think there will be vampires and big titties in this one? If there is, I'll buy it immediately. Oh, my God. The collector's edition does come with a big titty anime vampire statue for Good. some reason. With, with, with chains coming out of her. Don't forget that. <laughs> right. And a bayonetta. Right. And a bayonetta. They are, the Animal Crossing series is very relaxing. It's just a collect-a-thon, which you, not really like the old school collect-a-thons like uh, Banjo-Kazooie, but it's like you just run out and you catch bugs and you catch fine fruit and you grow stuff. Oh, and yeah. then you sell it and you use it to get furniture and pay off your house. It's like a it's like a, a a palette cleanser game, right? Like I'll play six hours of Rainbow Six Siege, and I'm like, I still want to be playing video games, but I don't want to be like playing video games. So I'll pull out Animal Crossing and I'll play it for an hour or whatever. Yeah, and it's whatever the, the DS one, I would like pull it out of my pocket when I'm waiting in line somewhere, and I'd play it for 10, 15 minutes or whatever. And it just feels good to like recollect all or collect all the the furniture and all the patterns mm -hmm. and the the other stuff. It's just fun. Yeah. Sure. Well, what other Nintendo first-party title we got? Uh, I think we're getting a new Pokemon game this year. A mainline I, Pokemon I game. I really hope we do. We know if there is, we don't know anything about it. I feel like they might drop a remake. I'm really worried. But um, I'm expecting 2020 for that. 
because the Switch is still sore. <laughs> but it feels like this is a, kind of a slow year for Nintendo. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, that's coming out this year. Oh, yeah, that's coming. Which I do like the the, the those Yoshi yarn games. The last one, the 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 yarn last yarn game was great. I really yeah. enjoyed it. It's super easy gameplay. It's kind of like Kirby yeah. style. It's just mm-hmm. They're just relaxing. They just collect all the little gems and just unravel all the stuff and enjoy the beautiful aesthetic and play it on your nice big TV. It's just gorgeous. Um, yeah. There's a new Luigi's Mansion coming out. Oh, okay. Ooh, Can't I wait to suck some ghosts. Ooh, I'm pretty sure there is. That. I hope so. I'm pretty sure there is. And then um, there's DLC for the whole year for Smash Brothers. Well, okay. I think that uh, their 2018 wasn't like amazing, but it felt bad compared to the previous year where we got uh, an amazing Mario game and an amazing Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Right. Quite, like one of the best Zelda games they've ever made ever. Mm-hmm. So going into 2018, it was like they kind of set themselves up for failure <laughs> when they did good, right? Like the, yeah. it was a pretty good year with a lot of good games, but everyone's like, yeah, but it could have been better. It wasn't Path of the Wild good. Fire Emblems makes the jump from the 3DS to the Switch as well. Uh, so Fire Emblem Three Houses is going to be available in spring of 2019 as well for the Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. fans out there. Uh, what do you guys think about Fire Emblem? Uh, not my kind of game. It's fine. I'm just not super into it. Yeah, I, I like of... tactics RPGs. I specifically don't like Fire Emblem that much because it's more of like a relationship simulator than a tactics game. Right. And I I, I like like Disgaea Five is one of the very few tactical games I've ever enjoyed, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's fun. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics was fine too, but I, what I liked about this guy of five was just how weird it was. Uh, yes, I, I really like the tactics formula, so that's not for me. Um, now I think that's everything for Nintendo. A Bayonetta three, which was well. potential, that, and then we have a, no, no, they they confirmed Bayonetta. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so we do have Crash Bandicoot Racing dropping as well as a new oh, yeah. Team Sonic Racing game. That's weird. Yeah. I guess. Oh yeah, that's weird. There's Mario Kart why are they alternatives because it's 1992 again. That's why. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, Ellis. Fuck you. <laughs> Jeez. My bad. Uh, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> didn't mean to question you, Sonic Senpai. Oh, Ubisoft does have another game coming out, by the way. Anno 1800, and uh, yeah. this looks really interesting. Uh, let's like see. Anno is in Dragon. Let's see. I want to. I want to find. And it was in year. I want to find a read in it, but it is a city building, real time yeah. strategy video game. So if you like uh, SimCity style games that are not made by EA and are not terrible, uh, developed by Blue Byte and published by Ubisoft, is set to be launched within February. So that's very soon. It is the seventh game in the Anno series and returns to the use of historical settings following the last two titles, 2070 and 2205, 2205, uh, taking place during the Industrial Revolution of the 19th century. So what's interesting about this one is it looks like a lot of the problems you're going to have to deal with, including tourism, which is kind of weird, um, you're going to be dealing with a lot of stuff that you would deal with during the industrialization, uh, industrialization of, of the, the, the world. Um, mm-hmm. Some new aspects of gameplay, such as tourism, blueprinting, and the effects of industrialization on island inhabitants. So I do love Visually, city builders. It looks like it's going to destroy my computer. Yeah, yeah. Just toast it. It does look gorgeous, though. It looks really good. Yeah. There's been other Anno games as well. Right. This is okay. the first one in the series. So it's it's a an established uh, series that they're working from, it established technology and stuff. Uh, the other ones looked fun. I haven't played any of them, though. 
Yeah, let's see. Anno games. Anno 1404, Anno 2070, Anno 2202, Anno 1703, Anno 1602, Anno 1908. Haha, <laughs> I see what you did there. I feel like 1404, Anno 1602, Anno 1908. Haha, I see what you did there. Yeah, 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 I see what you did there.
Oh, yeah? Did you know that? They're adding a fifth one. I hadn't heard about this. Okay. But they haven't decided who it's going to be. Who do, oh. you think it, who do you think it should be? Nick Cage. The, Nick Cage? It needs pa- to be Nick Cage. Pac-Man. Pac-Man? I like oh, Pac-Man. I like Pac-Man. Pac-Man's I, good. I wrote down Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, just like right next to Lincoln. Okay, right. What, visually, what is the what is the difference between Abraham Lincoln and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Well, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter has uh, he hunts vampires. Yeah, professionally, whereas the uh, the president Abraham Lincoln just did it as a casual thing. Oh God, it was just an amateur. It was a, a fun, hobby. It was a hobbyist movie, yeah. vampire hunter. Okay, got yep. it. I want to see Nick Cage. I think Nick Cage would look good on a Rushmore. Yeah. Let his hair look like a bird. Let, oh, yeah. That'd be great. How about we just is, put a big cheeseburger up there? Ooh, I like. All I like right. It. It's yeah. very American. Ooh, Sam Walton. <laughs> How about put Sam Walton up there? Let's not. You know, the only reason Teddy Roosevelt, don't get me started on Mount Rushmore. I'm so pissed off about it, dude. That's a really weird thing what? to be pissed off about. No, listen, okay, listen, man. Tune in next time to find out why Boogie 2988 hates Mount Rushmore. No, the only reason Teddy Roosevelt's up there is because he was friends with the sculptor. And the sculptor, they, he wanted the presidents, but the guys who originally paid the sculptor to do it, he they wanted cowboy heads. They wanted, like, Billy the Kid and stuff up there, okay? And then we stole the land from the American Indians. And, and we tried to pay them off for it, but they won't take the money because all they want is their land back. <clears throat> You know, there's this documentary I saw that said that the real reason that we made Mount Rushmore was to hide the city of gold landmarks from people. Look that up. It's true. It's real. <laughs> yeah. It's b- in the Dakota Hills. It's under Mount Rushmore. Boogie, I feel like that was a rant that you've been holding in for a long time, and you were just waiting for somebody to say Mount Rushmore. I so have. You could I have. I'm so mad. About- Drop that bomb I on just, them. I've just been watching a lot of Adam Ruins Everything, and he ruined okay. a lot of good stuff recently. Adam Ruins Everything is good content. Yeah, it's a good show. Hi, Fair Adam. enough. Hi, Adam. Hey, everybody in the comments, uh, tell us who's the fifth head for Mount Rushmore. Who's the fifth head for Mount Rushmore? I got to know. Yeah, I want to read out know. your answers. While you guys are getting to And that have point. something more original than Donald Trump. That's a tired joke that we're yeah, already Donald Trump's no so one's even boring. said it yet, and I'm already so That's tired. why I stopped playing Jackbox party games, because that's all people type in. It's just every yeah. word is Hillary Trump Trump. David Cross. Ooh. Would he be uh nude or would he be have his blue jeans on? I- I'm gonna tell you a secret right now. They're all nude. Ah. You just can't see it because their bodies are underground. I think they have collars. Are they wearing dickies? Is that it? I see Kratos. Kratos is a really good one. I like Kratos. Yeah. Make it the bald eagle. Oh, that'd be interesting. Okay. Oh, oh God, Bill Cosby. No, I don't think no. so. That's a terrible answer. A I see answer. somebody say, uh, make it the wall, the video game. What? That doesn't even make sense. I don't even know don't what that sentence that. means. It's so I'm good. I'm cutting all this from the episode. I can't wait to do it. Oh, God. Seth All Rogen, this is getting edited out. Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. You need to put me up. On the goddamn Mount Rushmore, Hulk Hogan. Cause if you don't, I'm gonna snap your bones like a slim gin. Hulk Hogan, I'm gonna me and Miss Elizabeth make love every night. And when we do, we picture my face up on the goddamn Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Cause well, I am the cream of the crop. No, I'm dead. I died about four years ago, and that's really. And said, Miss Elizabeth mourns me every day. Wow, that's depressing. 
That came out of nowhere. Well, now you can't cut any of this because that's got to stay in. I'll, I'll do some movie magic because you're right. That needs to stay in. But Tommy Wiseau. Is, is, is... Macaulay Culkin. Hey, did you guys hear about Macaulay Culkin? He held an online I've poll. I've heard of him. He held an online poll to change his middle name. Yes. And do you know what his oh. new middle name is? Tell him, Jacob. What is it? Uh, I believe that it was voted to be Macaulay Culkin as his new middle name. So his, his name new name Macaulay Culkin Culkin Macaulay yeah. Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin, but if you say it pronouncedly, it's Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. <laughs> I like the proper pronunciation because it's e it's easier to say Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. But if you say Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin, that's just because that's how you know Stephen Jason Williams Macaulay uh -huh. Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin, right? Culkin. I hope he does it. Culkin, say Culkin. Culkin. Way to go, Macaulay. Culkin. Culkin. Did his Culkin. friends call him Macaulay? Culkin. Hey guys, we're gonna end this podcast before it degenerates. Oh my god, it's still going. Into just saying. <laughs> we're still recording this. Please stop. Please. All you're doing is making work. Somebody has to edit all of this out. Somebody. This guy. I have to do it. Leave it in because it's gold. This is the real reason they love the podcast. Okay, guys, let us know in the comments section below if we should have left that part of the podcast in or not. Because I don't know if we did or not. Let us know what video games you are looking forward to. Let us know what you think about the video games that we thought about in the comments section below. While you're down there, take a trip to that link to the Patreon. Check out the folks, uh, my friends here at Big Underscore Breakfast. You'll find a link to their uh, YouTube or their Twitch streaming channel as well, and I think you'll be really glad you watch them because uh, if you want to hear me shut up for a while, I'm not even part of that. So it's just those guys. <laughs> um, then, if you could drop a like on this video, leave a comment, interact with YouTube so it knows that you love this video, and if you'd be so kind. Hit subscribe. That's a chance that you win a $50 gift card. But more importantly, just by hitting that subscribe button and hitting that notification bell and watching these videos, you are making our dreams come true. And we couldn't be more grateful. So, guys, you want to say good night? Good night, everybody. Good night. Come everybody. and see us next week. Thank you. Thanks we'll see for you next week. Thanks for watching. We, you. we love you very much. Goodbye. And we'll speak with you again soon. Are you making kissy sound?